We begin the current daf Masech. This Nazar daf nun. We begin ten lines down from the top of the oven. Where the Gemara continues from quoting from our Mishnah from the previous daf regarding, as the Mishnah said, Al Elu Tumais Hanazim Megalech. There's one of the three halachas that apply to a Nazar is that he's not allowed to become tummy, and if he does become tummy, then actually it's Saisa or whatever he counted up until now, and he has to cut off his ear and start over his Naziris. So from those items that the Mishnah mentioned, which they're all related to what's called Tumas Mess, was a Kazayas Mess, if he comes in contact with an olive-sized piece of a, of a corpse, or a Kazayas Netzel, or a Kazayas of Netzel. So the Gemara asks, Vezu Netzel, what is Netzel? Now that, the Gemara explains, if there is flesh that oozed out from the corpse and then it congealed, that's Netzel. Or or if you have fluids that were found next to the corpse and you don't know if it came from the flesh of the corpse or if it came from what's called from his saliva and his mucus. So then, if it bubbles when you put it on the fire, then you know for sure that it's from the flesh of the dead person. In other words, if you find fluids next to the corpse, you don't know it's from the flesh. It's the flesh that liquefies, that's called netzel. If you have a kazais of that, that's going to transmit the tumma of the mess. And hence, the nuz is going to have to be megalech, it's going to, have, it's going to be seis, it's all naziris. However, that's what the Gemara is explaining. You have to know if that liquid is coming from the flesh that decomposed or not, just some other liquids. And that, therefore, these two are symptoms of telling you that it's from the Basar Hames. Which the Gemara asks in the question, and, and to clarify this halacha. The Gemara says, Hey it asks it specifically regarding the first characterization of when you have the flesh of the corpse which oozed out and then it congealed, that that's going to be considered natural. So the Gemara says, Hey what's this case talking about? If we don't know that it's from him, that's what the liquids beside him are from. If we don't know that it's from his flesh, that, that liquefied sekikarsh mayhava. So the Gemara asks it, so therefore when it congeals, what is that going to help? In other words, how can we say that the Nuz is going to be megalechalav and after cut off his hair, out of doubt, maybe it's not from his flesh, maybe it's from his mucus or from his saliva. So, elodiyadina dididehu. So what are you going to say? Then no, what we're talking about over here is that we know that it came from its flesh. Well then, afagav delekarsh, then even if it doesn't congeal. So essentially the Gemara's assumption in this question is saying, what does congealing have to do with anything? We don't know definitively that that will mean it's from his flesh. So if you know it came from him, then even if it doesn't congeal, and if you do know that it's from him, so that it's, uh, even if it doesn't congeal, and, and, if it, and if it doesn't come from him, then it shouldn't help that it congeals. On that, Amr he says, no, it's Toma Bistam, where it's just, we don't know. We just find liquid next to the corpse. Now, but we know that it came from him. But we don't know if it came from his flesh that that liquefied, or if it came from his saliva and his mucus. And now that is what Yubim explains, Ikarash, if it congeals, then mailhu. then it must be that that was fluids that came from the body. Loikarash, if it doesn't congeal, then then maybe it's his saliva or his mucus. And therefore that's how he's explaining what the Gemara is defining, that Netzel is the flesh that liquefies, but we don't know if it's going to be from him or from some other liquid that's not from the flesh itself. And that's why the Gemara defines it in these two ways, that those are uh, diagno- diagnostic of figuring out if it's from the flesh or not, where if you put over the fire, if it bubbles, then it's not the saliva and the mucus, it's from the flesh. Or if it congeals, again, that's another sign 
that it's from the flesh, and therefore that will transmit the tumma, and therefore be mesaiser his naziris, and he'll have to be megalech and start all over. Now, continuing on this halach of netzel, the Gemara says, Abaya asked from Rabbi the following question. Yesh netzel lebehema, is there this halach of netzel that applies to animal? In other words, let's say you have what's called a bus in the veil, an, an animal that was not properly slaughtered, so therefore the, the carcass is considered a nevela, which transmits tumma. So do we say that if, let's say, that, that meat of the nevela, the dead animal carcass, liquefies, do we say that it transmits tumma by touching and carrying it, maga masa, just like the flesh of the, of the nevela? Or do we say that, no, the halacha of netzel only applies to a person and it doesn't apply to a behemoth, as Igmar explains. Do we say, Gimiri, that this halacha is that we have a Messiah is Netzel the Asmi Adam, is only that if it comes from a person's flesh, but if it's liquefied from a dead animal carcass, there we don't say it. Maybe there's no difference. Maybe the halacha that we have from Netzel that would apply not only to a person, but even to an animal. Now, the Gemara explains that the whole question only applies according to one mandam. As the Gemara explains, that everything would make sense if we don't have any questions. According to the one who says that Tumachamura, regarding stringent Tumma, in other words, this, this behemoth that's in the Vela really has two elements to it. It has a more stringent Tumma, which is called Tumas Nevelas. Nevela is stringent because it's an Ava Tumma, and therefore it could transmit Tumma to even a person or Kalim, which can only become a Rishan. So there is an opinion that says that a stringent tumor like nevela, what we're discussing over here, where we want to know if this nevela can then be the same thing when it transforms into netzel and still transmit tumor. There's an opinion that says that such a tumor chamur as nevela is only ad lager, which means to say that it's only considered a nevela to have that status of tumor until it becomes inedible for a convert to eat. Now, what does that have to do with a convert? Because the Pasuk says, not a convert, a ger, a ger teishem, says, when you have a nevela, you can't eat it. So give it to the ger teishem, who is not a ger tzaddik, not a full-fledged convert, but someone that keeps certain basic things, but he's not a, a full-fledged Jew. So it says, give it to him. So the Gemara, according to this Manda Amar, learns over there, that says that only a, a nevela that's fit for a ger, for a non-Jew to consume, that's considered nevela. But if it's not edible for a human, for that ger toichov, then that's not considered a nevela. So therefore, things like a, a tumma of nevela, to get the characterization of nevela, it's only if it's still edible for a ger. But v'tumma kalom, but a more lenient type of a tumma, in other words, which is this other element that would apply to this bus nevela, which is really that for any food item, is if, let's say, a, a food item, which is what a, an animal meat is, if that touches a sheris, one of these types of vermin that, that are themselves an avatoma. So if it touches something else, let's say a food item, it becomes tummy. Now, that we say that it's not going to be makabal tumma, even though after it's not edible for a human, adli kelev, meaning until, until it's not edible for a dog, meaning as long as it's edible for a dog, then we say that although it's not a Thomas Nevela anymore, because that has to be edible for a human, but it's still going to be considered the designation of, uh, of, an edible, of a food item as long as, it is, as long as it's edible for dogs. In other words, what that means to say is obviously we're not considering an Eichel, but 
it will it will it will contract tumah and have all the other halachas that apply to food items as 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 long as it, it's as long as it's still edible for for dogs and that's why it's called a tumakala because when it's just that type of a tumah, it could transmit tumah only to other food items, but it wouldn't be able to transmit tumah to a human or to vessels. So on that, the Gemara says, according to that mandama that says, tumah chamura nevelo could only have that halachic status of a tumah to, to me mitama other mekelem only if it's roi liger. It's at a, for, for human consumption. The tumah kala that it's which it, it could contract tumah as a food item, which any food item could contract tumah from some other source of tumah like a sheretz, where then it becomes only a rishon, and then it could only be mitama a sheni, which is other food items, not an other mekelem. That's only if it's as long as it's fit for animal consumption for a dog. So shopper, according to that man, the Amar, that we don't have any question, for sure according to him, there's not going to be halacha of netzel for a behemoth. The reason being is because once it becomes inedible for a ger, so we say that it's a bachlal, it, 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 it generally doesn't even have any tumas nevela at all, even if it was flesh. So when it, when it dissolves, when it liquefies, so it's not, it's not edible, maybe dogs would eat it, but the tumah chamur that we're discussing of nevela, which we want to know would apply, the same thing when it's in its flesh form, to when, in the solid, when it liquefies into netzel, the whole question doesn't start according to that opinion, because the whole conception of netzel is only when it's not edible for a ger. So therefore, the, according to that man, the Amr, yes, it, maybe it's going to be a food item, but that's not what we're discussing, because the whole halach of netzel is taking the tumah that is in, in the flesh form, in the, in the solid form of the, of the flesh, and saying, does the same thing apply when it liquefies? So now we're saying, according to that man, the Amr, it, it can't conceptually have the same halacha, because the second it liquefies, it's not fit for human consumption. And therefore, it's obviously not going to be like Thomas Nevela, because forget about it, even if it conceptually would have Netzel, it can't have Netzel, because it's already not Ruri Lachilisker. But the Gemara says, Elamanda Amar, but the question does apply according to the one who holds that even Tomah Hamura Alekelev. There is an opinion that holds that even Nevela will still be considered Nevela to transmit its Tomah to other Mekelem, even when it's not fit for Ger, even if it's not fit for human consumption, as long as it's still fit for dual consumption. So that's the question, Michael and Mim, according to that opinion, are we going to say that the liquid, the netzel, is like the flesh? And the reason being is because that is still fit for a kela for a dog. And therefore, according to that Manda Amar, you could still say that there's going to be the status of nevel on it. So the question is, do we say that the liquefied form, the netzel, is the same as the flesh, again, in regards to an animal, or is the halacha only said regarding a human? So that thing says, Tashma, let's bring a raya, from the following b'risa, which discusses the halacha of a nevela of an oiftar, which oiftar uh, means to say a kosher bird, which wasn't properly slaughtered. It's a nevela. It, it was just, its head was just chopped off. It wasn't properly slaughtered. Where there it transmits tumma to someone when he's swallowing it. That's the unique halacha regarding a nevela of an oiftar. Now, on this the b'risa says, if himchuhu, if they went and they dissolved the fats of this a kosher bird that wasn't properly slaughtered of this nevelis ha'oif, so if it was dissolved or in fire, Shadam Tame, it still re- retains its ability to transmit Tome to a person when they're swallowing it. And the reason being is because it's still edible for a human. To the contrary, actually, that's what many people do, that they, that they melt the fats and then they consume it in that way. But Bahama, if it was melted in the sun, then tar is going to be 
Tahar, it's not going to be Tame anymore. And the reason being is because when it gets dissolved in the sun, so it putrefies, it gets spoiled when it stays out in the sun, and therefore it's not edible for a human, and since it's not edible for a human anymore, therefore it's going to be considered Tahar. Now that, the Gemara says, and if you would entertain to say that there is Netzel for Behemo, then oddly Kelev, that regards that we said that the whole concept of Netzel only applies, as we said, if it's only edible up till a dog's consumption, because once it melts, it's already not fit for human consumption, then the question is, then even if this fats of the kosher bird, which would apply seemingly the same thing to a kosher animal, even if it melts in the sun, it should be metame, because it's still fit for a dog. And essentially, this is the same thing as what netzel is. Now, obviously, what the Gemara is trying to prove is that you don't say netzel by a behemoth and by a bird, and that's why the fats are going to be tar. Now, Taisus explains, then, why is it any different than if it's melted in the, by fire versus in the sun? Same thing is over there. It's already in a liquid form, and then you should say that it's, that it shouldn't be metame because it's netzel. So now Taisa says that, no, since you melted it by hand, meaning over the fire, not out in the sun, so he says it's better than netzel because that's only, netzel is only something that just on its own dissolves and decomposes. That's where the halacha of netzel comes along. So that is what you would say, and that's what the Gemara is trying to prove from this b'risa, that obviously you don't say netzel. And that's why, because since melting in the sun, where it's still fit for Achilles Kalev, and still we're saying it's going to be tar, so obviously you don't say netzel. Again, but in the fire, the reason why it still will retain its ability to be metama is because that's not netzel. Netzel is only something that was dissolved, was melted by itself. So that the Gemara answer is that no, it's not a raya. Because im is mimchile. When does it melt, this fat of the bird that's left out in the sun? That's basadas ruch bachamas, after that it got that it got spoiled in the sun, meaning it doesn't melt until at first it spoils, and then it melts. Even the asach, once it spoils, havale offer. So then actually it's considered like dust, and it's not even edible for a dog. And therefore that's why the halacha of the Bryce is saying that when it melts in the sun, it's going to be tar. But not because necessarily that there's no netzel. Maybe that there is netzel. But netzel itself only works up until achilas kelev. But here... It actually starts off already when it's not fit for a dog because it's already spoiled, and then it melts. Oh, so then it can't be even netzel because netzel, even though it's not only just for achilas adam, for the achilas of ger, it could be even for achilas kelev. And but however, by the case of bachama, it's not even achilas kelev. And that's why then there's no netzel. Never the gemara didn't answer the question. It could be that there is netzel for behema. Now the gemara continues on a related discussion, quoting a mishnah in the fifth parak of Masechet's Machshirim. The Mishnah says, Tanan, we learned, Kol HaNitzak, anything that's poured, and specifically it's talking about a case of when you're pouring pure, uh, pure liquid, meaning tahar liquids, into liquids that are tummy. So on that, that, that the Mishnah says, when you're pouring, the, the, you have tahar on the top cup and, and tummy in the bottom one, so tahar, the upper liquids are going to be tahar, and essentially what the Allah is coming to say, that the Nitzuk, the flow the pouring is not going to connect the two. So although they're connected, like you see the cup is pouring from one to the, with the bottom, but that liquid doesn't connect the two of them. So what's on top stays tahar, and what's on the bottom is tamay. Chutz, the Mishnah says, midvash hazifun, except for zif, zifun honey, which in the last paragraph, Sefta Saiter, Abyechen explains that what zifun means is from the word of mezayef, mezuyef, 
which means to say forged. The reason being is because the honey actually was very thick. However, they would sell it, they would put in water, which wasn't recognizable, and therefore that's some type of a forgery because it's not really the, the legitimate honey as it started off. Or Rabshim Malakash, he says actually the reason why it's called Tvashifim is based on the place where it came from, whereas we find the Pasuk, it says Zif and Talim, Zif is a place. So one of these exceptions is this Zifim honey, or Vahat Sapichis, which is like it says in the Turkey, Tzapichis Bidvash in regards to the man, where the Arach explains that what Tzapichis is, it was a dough that's fried with honey. Now, the, the concept of these two items are that since, the, since they're very thick, so therefore there actually the halach is going to be that the nitzuk, the flow, the pouring, is actually going to be mechabedim, it's going to connect the two of them. So though generally when you're pouring one thing, the tar thing stays tar, because we see it distinct as the bottom thing, which is tummy, when you pour these thick things, like these honey-related things, then they're very thick, so then we see them as actually one item, and therefore then the tar is going to be tummy from the tummy. Now, that's the Tanakhama's opinion. They say, even a porridge of grisin, which are uh, beans that were crushed into two separate pieces, or or of a porridge of whole beans, that there he holds that the halacha would also be that the tar ones on top will become tamay. And the reason is, he said, that is because when someone pours these porridges from one cup to another cup, when you stop pouring, and you pull back, so what was already poured out actually pulls back with you. The reason being is because it's very thick. That's as we'll see that this is called riri. This is called that there are the strands that although they're, they're already out, and, but when you pull back, they come back. That's what connects the two cups, the two bowls together to be like one. And therefore, Bisham holds even in such a case, the top one will become tummy from the bottom one. That's the Mishnah. On that, Bay Ramabacham, Ramabacham asked, and that's going according to the opinion of the Tanakhama, the Chachamim, he wants to know, Yesh Nitzuk Lo'eichlin? Would we say this halacha of Nitzuk, of the, the pouring will connect the two for food items? Or would we say that you don't say this halacha regarding food items? As the Gemara explains. Do we say that what's the reason for the halacha? Because that since you have these strands, in other words, when you pull back and you stop pouring, they come back with you. That's what we'll consider the two items connected. That's so thick that when it's, when it's poured into the bottom one, it's like connected, the two of them. But vahani but food items don't have this, like when you melt fat and you're pouring that into another cup, there it doesn't have these strands. And since it doesn't have the strands, therefore food items would not be considered connecting the two of them. Or maybe that, that what the Tanakhama holds is Mishum de Smichinu. The concept for, like we mentioned, for Ketzapichas Bidvash, or for this Dvash uh, Zifim, is because they're thick. For Hachahasmichin and by food items, they're, they're also thick, and therefore the halacha maybe would apply even to food items. Now, the Rush explains that what, what Roman Bahama's question was, it was only according to Tanakhama, not according to Beishamai, because Beishamai is clear in his opinion that he says that the reason is. Like he says, meaning that you have these rerun that because when you stop pouring, it pulls back. Obviously, we're talking about something very thick. That's what considers two things connected. But the question was, according to the Rabbanah, was their reason just like Beishamai, also based on riri, that they have these strands that pull back? But their homachlikus was that the Rabbanah held that you need to have these really tight strands, which was like these dvash zifim, which is really thick. 
And Beishamai said that no, even this porridge of greasin, of these beans, where it's not so much strands, it's not so thick, but that's enough. But both of them hold that the concept is rerin, and therefore, if the Chacham hold that it's about rerin, then they would hold that food items would not work because they don't have these strands. Or actually, maybe the reason of the Rabbanan is, as we find by Ketzapichis and by Dvashivim, is because they're thick. And whereas the mikvah shal grisin is not thick, it just has rerin. And therefore, since it's not because of rerin, maybe the food items actually that are very thick, the halacha of this nitzik bimachabah, them connecting actually would work. So that's what his question was. What is the, 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 the conceptualization of this halacha of the chacham? Is it based on riri? Just they need more riri than bishama? Or does it have to do with riri? It's about because they're smichi, because they're thick. So Amar Abba Tashim Arova says, let's bring a ride from the following b'risa. The b'risa says, There's a, a, a fats of a corpse that's whole. It has the requisite amount of a kazayis, which we said in our Mishnah is what will be, could transmit the tumah of the mess, but v'tichi, then it was melted. Now, that the, the b'risa says, Tommy, if at least the kezayis of the mess re- remains in that fats, even after it was melted, it's going to still be tummy. But if hayimafurit, let's say that someone took separate pieces of fats of a corpse, and then v'tichi, and then he melted them, and they came into one pool of a kezayis of the fats of the mess, that the b'risa says, tar. As the Tesefta there concludes in the fourth paragraph of Seftis Olis, the reason being is because since this that they're connected into one unit was made by a human, it's not how it was originally from the corpse, that's not a Hebrew, that's not considered a connection. And since before they were melted, they wouldn't have transmitted to someone that would have touched some of them. Or actually, there is an opinion, even if someone touches all of them, because even that, there is an opinion that says that you're not going to become Tomei, so therefore, when it's melted and it's connected now, now it is one mass, since it was done through a person, so that's not going to transmit Tumah. That's what the Brysa says. So on that, the Gemara says, Now if you would entertain to say that there is no halacha of connectivity for food items, which is what chalev is, now it would just Tumah when you're melting it, and now you're pouring it from one thing to the next, where in this context is that you're melting it, so then, So therefore, Rava says that even when it was whole, the first halacha, it was whole when it started off. But then you melt it, it should also be tar. Now the reason being is because when you put a full olive-sized piece of fats of a mess on the fire, as the Rush explains, it's not possible that a droplet shouldn't melt and start dripping away from the rest of the mass of the fats because of the heat. That's how, if one looks at a pan, you're melting, you see it starts running away. Now, when it comes back, that shouldn't be chibur, because that's through a person. The only reason why you would say it's a chibur is because of the nitzuk, of the oichel, where there's a mass of the, of the food, and then it's melted and starts running away. It's that nitzuk, it's that flow of the oichel that's considering it connected, because they're smichi. But if the halacha was based on riri, then you don't have riri by oichlem. And therefore, if that was the case, then how can you say that even when it started off whole and you melted and it still has a kazayis, that should be tame, but it wasn't connected at some point. Now a human is connecting it back because of his procedure of melting it? That's not good enough because the nitzuk is not a machav by eichel. Obviously, nitzuk is a chiru by eichel. So on that, Amr Bzeri says, no, no raya. 
says, I know Omar Bered Ravina Targimna. He says, Me and Mar this Anna Ravina interpreted, what's this Bryce talking about? That when you put this fats on the fire and it melted, Salak Amuda, a kazais of this fat, shot up the nura through the fire, lefume demana, to the opening of the utensil of where it's being melted at one time, the karash, and there is where it congealed. The ise kula gabe where all of it was together in one mass at the whole time, and they actually never separated. In other words, like the rush explains that. If it, wouldn't, if it wouldn't congeal up there, the reason why we need that last piece, but rather it would drip down to where it started off, where it, in the pot that it's being melted, it actually wouldn't drip down at one point. It would actually drip slowly, maybe even in the flow, but that would be considered nitzuk. And we're trying to disprove that it's not a riot, that nitzuk is machaber, where because, as he says, the power of the fire doesn't help as strong when it falls down as when it shoots up. And therefore, although when it shoots up, it shoots up at one time, when it would be coming down, it would be coming down slowly, derech nitzuk, and therefore again that wouldn't work because they're trying to disprove the rai, they're trying to say that could be that nitzuk is not machaber. So how is this halacha going to be that if it starts a hole, it's going to still retain its tumma? It's because it actually never drifted away. How did it drift away? Every time you melt it, it starts drifting away and you have to come on to nitzuk. It's not true. It's when you melted it, it shot up that whole thing to the top, that fat, and that's where it, it was melting and, and it congealed, it stayed in one place, that's why it's going to retain its tumah, but you're right, if it would have melted away, maybe we would say, Nitzuk is not a chibah. So no raya. So I'm only revealing Ravashi. So Ravina says, Ravashi, Tashima, let's bring a raya from the Mishnah Mesechtas Machshirin that were quoted before on the top of this Umad from, from, from Umad Aleph. Where Bishami, I mean, Bishami said in their Machlikis with the Chacham regarding when do we say a Nitzuk being Machaber, Bishami said, Afa mikbah shall grease and bishal pull. That even when it's just a porridge, it's not just like thick honey, like you said, even if there's porridge of, of these types of beans, that the pouring from one to the other of the tar cup to the tummy cup will be connected. The tar will become tummy. And why? Because when you stop pouring and you pull back, so even what was already poured out comes back. So obviously we see that the reason of the Bishama is because of these rerin, these, these strands that through the rerin, we say that what was pulled back comes back and it stops, so therefore that's what connects the top and the bottom. So therefore with the Gemara, what Ravina is trying to tell Ravashi, so seemingly that just like Bishama's reasoning is because of Riri, so to the reasoning of the Tanakama is also because of Riri, it's just that the Tanakama requires more Riri. And that's what Bishama is saying, though, that even Mikvish Agrisen, but it sounds like that they're coming from the same conceptualization, and therefore seemingly the halacha would be that you wouldn't say the halacha of Nitzuk by Eichlin, because Nitzik of Eichel will only apply because if you say of the halach of Smich, because they're thick. But seemingly that the Tanakama agrees to Beishamai, that's because of Riri, which doesn't apply to Eichlin. And that the Gemara answers, Ravashi answers that no, Midi'iri, is there any proof? Hasam Mishum de Smich. In other words, the reason the Tanakama is not because of Riri, rather it's because that it's thick, which does apply to food items. Hacha Mishum Riri. Here, Beishamai, they hold that even if it's not thick, that the strands are what connects it. And therefore, actually, that they do conceptually differ. And therefore, again, there's no raya. You could say Bishami holds it because of Riri, but the Tanakama holds it because of Smichi, and maybe, therefore, the halacha of Nitzuk, Pimachaba, would apply to Eichel, and therefore, there's no raya from that Mishnah. Now, the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah of what the different items are that, if it comes in contact with the Nazir, 
it's Saiser's Nazirus and he has to cut his hair and start over again, it's Val Moli Tarvid Reket. Is that a, a spoonful of the dust that came from a dead person where a person decomposed and now it's just dust, and a spoonful of that comes in contact with a Nazir that he has to be Megaleach and start over. So the Gemara says, what is the measurement of a spoonful, a ladleful of the dust of a corpse? So it's a machlekis. Chizki Amr says, Moloi Pisasayad. He says it's a palmful, which is without the fingers, meaning just the palm. If you fill up the palm of the hand with dust, that's the shear. He says, He says it's a handful, meaning that's the area of the palm with the area of the fingers. So on that, the Gemara asks, Tnan, which is really Tanya, we learned in Abraisa, says, The Brisa says this, asks the same question. That if you have a, a, a spoonful of the dust of a corpse, how much is that share? So the first opinion says, It's the amount that's from the base of the fingers until the top. In other words, from the assumption of the Gemara is that it means from the place where the fingers start spreading out from the palm until the top of the hand. And now the reason why that's called and above is because when the person lifts up his hands, it's then the tip of his fingertips are, are upwards. So that's the opinion of Dibriya Meir. That's the opinion of Rameya. That's how much the shear of Maloy Tarbid Rekab is. They say it's the amount of a handful, which is the palm together with the fingers. So the Gemara asks, We understand, according to Rabbi Yechon, it says that the shear is Maloy Chafnav. So, he has a Tanoik support. That's the opinion of the Rabbanan. But who is Chizkiya like? Like Rameya. It's not like Rameya. Because Rameya says it's the, it's the amount of the fingers and not the palm, and Vilei Krabanan, neither is he like the Rabbanan, because the Rabbanan says it's the whole palm with the fingers, and he says only the palm. So in that, the Gemara says, Amri, they said that Malay Pisa Sayad, the measurement that Chizkiah says of the palm, which is from where the fingers begin until the wrist, and the shit that Rameir says, which is from the, where the fingers start beginning until the fingertips, are actually Chachihur, it's actually the same amount, the palm is the same as where the fingers begin until the fingers end. That's one answer. But Amalei Rav Shimi by Adler Papa, he says a different answer. He says, Who told you to interpret Rameir's words when he says that the shear of the that the, the, this ladleful of the, of the dust of the corpse, when it says that's from where the fingers are, where they begin until the top, that it means Lorosh to the fingertips, and that's why you asked Nachiske, who doesn't say that he says it's the palm. Maybe Dilma Lamata Maybe actually it means and below, meaning when it says Lamala above, it doesn't mean above this way, it means above towards the body. And the Havale Yad, which is exactly the shear of Chizkia, which means to say the palm of the hand, meaning from where the Kishrit's place, where the fingers begin, and above, meaning till the wrist, and therefore that's exactly the shear of Chizkia. So they actually both have, the, that's actually the same machlik as they have, is the same machlik as the And therefore take, which there are those who take out this word take because it's not really a question, it's really giving a different interpretation. Where one answer says that actually for Chizkia that the shear of the palm is the same as Rameir's shear of the fingers. The other answer says that actually Rameir is saying the same thing as the palm, which is from where the fingers begin, and above is not upward that way, but upwards towards the body, which is towards the wrist, which is the same shear as Chizkia, that's the two different opinions. What is this ladleful of the dust of the, of the corpse, which is either a handful or it's a palmful.